Welcome back to Hockey Prospect Radio. Here's Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We are back and powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're now speaking with Pat Malloy in our regular development segment. Pat, thanks for coming on the show today. And the topic this week is creating pockets of time for high-performance touches. So break that down into layman's terms for the rest of us of what that specifically means. And does that also change over time with a player as they continue to progress in that area? Yeah. I mean, basically the concept behind it is, you know, the value of a player of a prospect can often be drawn back to the success rate of the things, the quality of their first touch, their first touch of the puck. And, you know, really the mindset being, does it improve um, what happens next? Meaning, you know, am I able to move the puck to a teammate in control, um, you know, from a possession standpoint, or can I extend my possession until a more favorable play uh, proposes itself? And so really the idea behind the quality of a first touch is, is we want to look at the idea of, do the things you do upon contact with the cut, the puck, do they, do they wind up being something that helps your team, um, your line mates and yourself, uh, or is it, you know, does it continue the chase? And so, you know, the idea of do the things that we do create time or cost time, do they create advantage for us or for the defender? And so um, really focusing on the idea of taking a look at, um, what happens as a result of my involvement in the play is, is what we really try to develop when, when it comes to, especially the prospects, because anytime you jump to another level, so you, you know, you're talking about a junior age player and trying to make a, a dent in the national hockey league, you know, the quality of the things they do upon the first touch of the puck are often the difference between playing time opportunity uh, and not. Pat, when you, when discussing the quality of the, the first touch of the puck, is the basis of it centered around making sure the prospect basically remains on balance? For sure. Uh, you know, you don't want to have it that the puck doesn't move and you get stuck and you're into a battle sequence. So really sort of to define the two things, it becomes possession or distribution. Um, so, you know, from a controllable possession standpoint, can I move it to higher percentage space? Um, via, you know, my own movement, or can I move it, you know, via pass to a, a teammate that's in a better, higher percentage space to continue possession and on to, you know, to generate the next play. Um, in you know, in both cases, the, the best scenario is the one that enhances our team's ability to generate a favorable next play. And so, you know, some of what goes into that, you know, I really try to itemize the skill, habit, and detail portion when talking to players about, you know, what skills are involved, you know, whether it's their activated base of skating so that they are on balance and they're not, you know, taken into a battle sequence where they're just, you know, trying to maintain footing acceleration and lateral movement, you know, their puck protection skills in a, in a carry versus handle concept, and then multiple threat posture that, you know, we've touched on before from a details perspective. One of the things we like to talk a lot about is speed differential, deceptiveness and movements, misinformation, weight shifts, little things that allow me or afford me time to contribute to a better first touch. So if I'm waiting until we, you know, we get to the puck in order to try to do something on that first touch, it's probably too late. 
And then from uh, the habit perspective, you know, things that we'll look to, to really highlight with, with players would be threat assessments, which would, you know, a, a fancier way of saying shoulder checks, pre-puck movement, things that, you know, get people um, doing things they don't want to do via your deceptive movement or your pre-puck movement. And then an attack mentality with the idea of, you know, off puck vision and dictating terms of play and really having selected, you know, heading toward the puck, having an idea of what I want to do with it. And I've done everything I could, if you will, to set the table to, to have the most amount of success upon first touch. It's Hockey Prospect Radio on Sirius XM, NHL Network Radio. I'm Shane Malloy with Brad Allen from HockeyProspect.com, powered by Instat Hockey, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're speaking with Pat Malloy in their player development segment. The topic in this segment is creating pockets of time for high-performance touches. Now, Pat, you did mention, and I'm, I'm interested, you were talking about high-percentage next next options. So when you're evaluating a player, you know, how much do you take into account that a player will like to push the envelope and, you know, occasionally will, will push, put the puck or will carry the puck into perhaps more of a low percentage, like high risk, high reward situation. And it's almost like a boxer initially in the first couple rounds, you know, trying to find the weaknesses and the chinks in the armor of the players they're playing against. So when you're evaluating that on a player, how much do you take that into consideration and talk to the player about what were you seeing there and were you doing this or not? So then you, this or this situation, so you understand what's going on in the player's head in those situations. 100%. I mean, we'll, we'll go through video together and just look at varying scenarios. And I like to key on key in on, on things that they do uh, with a high occurrence rate. So what do you do a lot? And then I like to look at how much of it works and how much of it doesn't. And so that gives me some insight when a player says, well, I think I had this or I think I have that. And it kind of gives me an entry point to say, all right, you know, if we're doing this a lot, but it works a low percentage of the time, there's an opportunity. If we're doing something a lot and we don't, um, or if we're doing something a lot, if there's a play that we try a lot and our success rate is, is very low percentage, it's a problem. If we do something not a lot, but the success rate is really high when we do do it, it tells another story. And so, you know, we like to look at events that they, they do a lot of with success and lack of things that they don't do enough of that, you know, oftentimes you can show, you know, if, if we were more adept at being able to identify and, and use these sorts of things, um, for instance, accessing parts of the ice, you know, does, does my ability on touch, first touch, to get a puck to a higher percentage area of the ice that creates either quality shot opportunities or, um, you know, quality distribution to a person in an even better spot to shoot the puck, it all really comes down to things that happen a lot and then if we're going to do something a lot, we want to make sure that we recognize, is it something that's you know helpful to my game and helpful to my line and to my team? Or is it something that we do a lot of, but there's really no impact on performance? And so it's always about making sure we're working on things that help push the needle to performance. Because if you're, you're working on something and it doesn't occur, or it's not translatable in terms of success within the game, you know, the, the real question becomes, why are you working on it? 
Now, you mentioned the term misinformation. Uh, I, sometimes I use the term deception. Do you like to incorporate misinformation or deceptive play uh, at the beginning phase of when the first, uh, when, when a prospect touches the puck at first, or do you prefer incorporating it in the later phases? Or is it, does it depend uh, depending on where you are in the ice relative to the position of defense? Or how, how do you go about looking to incorporate misinformation into this initial touching? You know, I, I really like players to, to adopt a mindset of a time saved or a time created is time earned. Maybe I'm showing my age a little bit there. My grandfather always used to say to me, a penny saved is a penny earned. Well, I, I've sort of coined that idea with regard to creating space in hockey. Time saved is time earned. So, you know, a lot of times prior to puck possession is when I'm I'm asking players to focus on getting people leaning the wrong way, creating and recognizing triggers to get people to do things they're trained and they don't want to do, they're coached not to do. Because if that creates that small pocket of time that gives me the opportunity to increase the, the percentage of the next play that I make or the effectiveness of the next play, um, then that's a good thing. If I'm waiting till I've got skating control of a puck to try to then be deceptive, it's, it's, it's often too late. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that interesting. And you can see in other sports how that um, can be re related back to player development in hockey. I think sometimes we don't look outside our own sport enough. Um, and I relate that a lot of that to wide receivers in football and how like, critical it is for them to have deception um, pre and like pre-snap and then after snap and depending on the move. So I always find that really fascinating. But we're going to take another break on Hockey Prospect Radio. We come back, we'll continue to talk about player development with Pat Malloy right after these important messages. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skill development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at fractalhockey.com. Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on- and off-ice development programs for hockey players. 
Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI-based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development sessions for pro, junior, midget, phantom, and peewee. Contact us today at outsideedge.ca.